Being a grandparent has to be one of the best, most important roles in the world today. And uh, Danny, I know you're not a grandparent yet, but what happy memories or good memories do you have of time with your grandparents? Oh, man, I have so many, with, especially my grandpa on my mom's side. I remember gardening with him as a young child when we moved to the United States from Mexico, having root beer floats with him, extracting honey. I still remember when he got a ticket going through a red light and the way he responded. He was so kind to the officer, and he tried to sell him some cheese and some honey that he had in the trunk. <laughs> it was, yeah, I, think, I, I can't remember if he, sold, if he actually sold the honey, but he offered it to him. And, but I do remember my grandpa and grandma kneeling next to their bed and praying. I still hmm. distinctly lo- remember looking down the hallway and seeing them kneel for a long period of time, thinking, are they ever going to get up? Oh. And they just loved hmm. to have that conversation with God, uh, spending time praying. And I also remember over time, then I went and knelt next to them as an eight-year-old child, hmm. learning how to be on my knees before my Heavenly Father. Oh, that's really a beautiful picture. Well, let's go ahead and hear now from Chris Howard. She is actually part of the Duck Dynasty family. Uh, the mom of Corey Robertson, and she and her friend Shelley Tomlinson joined Jim Daly to talk about their experiences in grandparenting. And let me welcome both of you. Uh, Thank to you. To focus on the family. It's good to have you. you got, you're really fun. We've had a little banter already. I know this is going to be this great. Be energetic. Now, as we've said, uh, John and I, we're not grandparents yet in our little journey, but I hear it's pretty good. Uh, what's your favorite thing about being a grandparent? Oh, favorite thing? Chris, yeah. I'll let you go first. Well, Ice cream. Favorite thing. <laughs> Ice grand. cream is always involved. And in <laughs> our neck of the woods, Ice cream and Chick-fil-A are always part of <laughs> something. I mean, I, there was a time when my, my grandkids now are, they range from 17 to 25. Mm. So I'm on the great-grandkids stage now. I have five great-grandkids. So... There was a time when my entire minivan smelled like something like, like a McDonald's milk. or something. Yeah. It was just like <laughs> so many things. But my favorite thing of being a grandparent is just watching them grow up and being able to pour into them and see the things that you pour into your grandchildren like you did with your children actually come about and play out. And uh, just recently, one of my granddaughters uh, was away and... Um, she was in California. We live in Louisiana. And just in the middle of the evening at 11 o'clock, I get a text saying, I miss you. You know, oh. how precious is that, that I have developed a relationship with my 18-year-old granddaughter that when she's in California, she has even a thought about me, you know, because right. I think about them all the time, of course. But to know that I am part of their thinking and that they love and miss that's me so no special. matter where, where that they is are. Awesome. So that's special. That's got to be top of the list of favorite things mine are younger and so my oldest grandchild is 12 or 12 and a half and then i have one that's one and a half so i have six that range in those ages hey by the way 12 and a half is actually 13 right she probably (laughs) would prefer i say 13 i'll just step up for her right right now speak for her i think my favorite thing in this grandparenting journey has been that you're at a different place yourself and so you interact with them differently than you did with your children you there's not quite as much expectation and so you can engage in more conversation there's not the nuts and bolts of parenting going on as much and so you can really engage with them 
and see the world through their eyes because they're always seeing things that I wouldn't have recognized. Yeah. I wouldn't have noticed. I no, like that. No, that's good. I think, you know, I've said this before, but it's a funny line that grandparents and grandkids have a common enemy. The adult children. The adult people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my adult people come back to my house when they, the grands are there and they're coming to pick them up. And the grands will go, oh, and they're like, you know, want to go the other way. And the parents are thinking, well, thank you. I'm glad you missed been, me. Everything's been fun and yeah. exciting. That might be a good place to ask that question because that yeah. does create some tension with your adult children, right? And your yeah. daughter-in-law or your son-in-law, you know, they come to get the kids and they're kicking and screaming, got their heels dug in. They don't want to leave grandma and grandpa's house because it's been so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you get the phone call, you know, grandma, grandpa, um, can you guys help us and yeah. not be so fun? <laughs> don't give them so no, much sugar. I think, right. I think as long as you're aware of where the parents' lines are, and Chris and I talk about yeah. this a lot, like if the parents are, they don't uh, give their kids a lot of sugar, then you don't either. I think that's kind of really, yeah. you abide by their rules as much as you can. And of course, as grandparents, you know, you're going to fudge them some huh? and enjoy the grands a little. <laughs> but I really do try to respect. If they say nap time, they need a nap, then you put them down for a nap. If you say um, sugar is a no-no, then don't. And that that helps with that problem with the that parents. That shows yeah. mutual respect. Now, just yeah. the, the fact that they dig in and want to stay with you, oh, no, you're just happy about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just like, sorry, buddy, but yeah. your kid loves me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. More <laughs> so than that, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is my time. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I'm Okay, here, you can take him kicking and screaming if you right. really want to. Right. No, I know. I've, I've it's kind of that, like, people. stop, don't stop yeah. thing with yeah. the grandchild yeah. where you're wanting them to stop crying for the parent, but you really like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You really are loving every minute of it. Yeah. Danny, Shelley brought up why it's good for visiting grandparents to honor the rules that are set out by uh, the parents for the kids. What about the grandparent who feels like, oh, you know what? My child is just too strict with my grandkids. They need to loosen up. How do we have a, a good conversation about these differing values? Yeah, that's a tough one because <laughs> I, I would agree. I mean, you really do want to respect the rules that, the, that your kids have put in place. This is their turn. It's their turn to be mom and dad, and uh, you may not agree with all the rules that are there, yet uh, it's so important to encourage them along the way as they're trying to do the best they can as parents. And I would encourage you to maybe ask about the negotiable and non-negotiable rules of the house. Oh, I like that. And then say, how, how can we go about negotiating on the negotiable rules with you as grandparents? We want to have fun. We, this is a part we'd love to negotiate with mm -hmm. you. Uh, that's a good, healthy way to enter a place that potentially could uh, land in a very high-conflict situation between grandparents and kids and could land people separating from one another. In this one, spend your time in the negotiable rules and figure out ways to respectfully negotiate those so that when they visit, the, your grandkids visit you or your kids visit you with their grandkids, uh, you're able to uh, bring those those values you've got into the house, and you're able to uh, show the kids that you're supporting and encouraging them, yet you're also bringing your own flavor into the mix as you're guiding and coming alongside of your grandkids. Yeah, you, you want to keep the relationship central. You don't yes. want to get caught up on the rules. So maybe you just uh, suck it up and deal with some of the things your kids are doing with your grandkids because I want to have a relationship and influence. 
Right. And the, the rules can, can become tricky when you have kids, adult kids that maybe have left the faith and you're a Christian parent and you want to pray with your kids. I mean, I get it. There are some, some difficult moments for grandparents as they're uh, trying to navigate passing on a faith, a legacy to their grandkids, mm-hmm. and some of the rules prevent that from happening, yet relationship is king there. Yeah. If you have that relationship, you show the warmth, the sensitivity, the love towards your grandkids and your adult kids, your grandkids are watching and they'll learn from that. That's good. Well, our conversation with Chris and Shelley that you heard earlier is based on their uh, really amazing book, Rocking It Grand, 18 Ways to Be a Game-Changing Grandma. And uh, we're making that available uh, to you from the ministry here. When you make a one-time gift or a monthly pledge of any amount to support Focus on the Family, be a part of the team that uh, is putting fuel in the engine of ministry through Focus on the Family. And we'll send that book to you. You'll find all the details in the show notes. And at our website, Danny and his team have a number of resources to help you uh, in that uh, vital role of being a grandparent. In fact, we're going to link over to an article called Age-Appropriate Grandparenting that I think you'll find very encouraging. We'll continue on with Chris and Shelley next time. For now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As Christians, we're called to bring light to the world. And as Christian parents, we want our kids to answer the call too. Bring Your Bible to School Day is a great way to do that. It's a chance for your kids to grow their faith, evangelize, and be a light in their schools. So if a faith-filled, light-giving home is important to you, join Bring Your Bible to School Day on Thursday, October 6th. Register now at bringyourbible.org.